Welcome to Call Us Mommy Podcast, where we get real about mom life, relationships, and careers. I'm Tiana, a single mom of three. And I'm Marielle, a married mom of four. We're both on a mission to empower you not to settle in any area of life. Have you ever thought about where you would be if you would never become a mom? Yeah, often. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Um, I think we all have, right? Like, yeah, I don't feel like I do it in a way like, dang, I wish I didn't have these kids. Like, like, yeah. I'm like, I wonder what I would have did if I yeah. would have made different choices in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I always thought that I would actually live in a big city, which is really crazy mm-hmm. that I wanted to do that. Yeah. Because nothing in me wants that anymore, but I wanted to model and live in a big city. Or as my little self would say, I wanted to open up a store and sell pictures of myself yeah. before OnlyFans was a thing, guys. Like, that's what I wanted to do. And I just thought that little Deanna was thinking, like... No, I was thinking literally of my face. Like, right. I just thought my face was a, a just amazing. Yeah, it is. It is amazing. That's funny. It sounds like Sophia. Yeah, that's funny. I don't know. I never really thought of not being a mom. I just thought of, like, the in-between of becoming a mom. Mm-hmm. That never happened. And I, like, I literally was going to sign up... Um, I don't know what it's called. But I was going to go, oh, the Peace Corps. I was yeah. going to go to the Peace Corps. And then we got pregnant. So I never like, Of course. You wanted to do something things. really, like, genuine and, like, I don't know. Served. I'm sure that my intentions were not as pure as that sounds. But, yeah, that's what I was going to do. But I did envision myself being, like, a big, like, corporate company. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, the rush, like, the hustle of the day-to-day. Yeah. yeah. Which we still have, just in a different capacity, I guess. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely different. But I'm... I'm I don't look at that and wish that I had that. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, because I found such a, like, good in-between with the career path that I've had, I've been lucky to be like, this is better, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, yeah, my teen self did not want any kids, but I have three lovely babes. And I could potentially have more open yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, Put that on our dating profile. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't wish that life, but... It's definitely different when you think about, like, the life you plan when you're, like, a teenager or, yeah. like, a little girl, and then you actually grow up to, like, what is your life? Mm-hmm. And I think that changes, too. Like, obviously, our dreams and stuff change. Yeah. Which I think with our career, like, we thought we wanted one thing, mm-hmm. even our business. Or we then, start out something and we grow into something something else. Right. It evolves into something else. Yeah, for sure. So, I guess, what are some things, like, with your career do you feel like have given you the life that you've had? You know, it's definitely given me the life I've had in the last three years completely because without being a virtual assistant or being in this virtual assistant world, I wouldn't have anything that I have now. Mm-hmm. Like not one thing. There's nothing in my life right now, currently, um, obviously like kids and stuff. Yes. But like, just like things, the money, like the places we can, you know, places we can go, the things we can have, like the things I can buy, like down to grocery shopping and everything yeah. would not happened if I wasn't a virtual assistant or in the virtual assistant world it was all one door opened that just continued mm-hmm. like it was like a hallway yeah. you walk down and yeah. like there's a door and another door and another door That's and I'm like there's it. so many doors That's like really it. it's just not one door it's mm-hmm. it's endless do you think if you would have stayed a dental assistant that you would still be a, a dental assistant now um going into that career I thought well I'm going to be a dental assistant and I'm going to be a good little wife and I'm going to have these <laughs> kids and I'm going to put myself in this small box because that's where I felt like I needed to be. It was like a safe place and, you know, but did it, was I really ever happy? No. Cause I always had like really, really big dreams. Like 
even yes, I wanted to like, I always had an entrepreneur mindset. Ever since I've been like a little girl, I was always doing random things to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, selling my pictures. I and sold my number. I did my grandpa's laundry. Yeah, a babysit. Like I was always trying to find ways to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I knew I wanted to be like run businesses and like be in control of my day to day. So no, I, I think I would maybe still be there if I was married and like he was controlling mm-hmm. all those things of my life. But would I be happy is the real question. No. Yeah. Did he like when you sold furniture and, and stuff to like make extra money? Yeah, he did like that, but that was because we were struggling. So we needed that extra yeah. money. If you made it your own business, how do you think? If I was my own business? Mm-hmm. Well, at the same time that I started like flipping furniture, he started his construction company. So I think he probably would have liked it because I was able to do both. And right. I, I needed to keep under his control still. Yeah. And I needed to run his company for him. So it didn't, didn't, you know? Yeah. So I didn't have a career before I started this career. I mean, I had jobs, but I wasn't like, oh, like I was a PR person or something. Yeah. So I think I've thought about it before and I had been like, if, it, if you know anything about my story, like I've been applying for jobs when I stumbled on the virtual assistant world. So I was trying to find in office, like personal assistant or like I had a degree in public relations and marketing, but if you know anything about the way society works, like you spend all this money on a degree, you don't just go into the job you went to school for unless you're a teacher or something like that. Like you have to basically like get a junior level job, entry level. So I was thinking I could start off in an office as like an admin and then work my way up. And all the pay was just horrible. Yes, yeah. And we were living in a bigger city then, so childcare was even more expensive. And then also living in a city where you'd have no family, no friends. I was even more, I had more anxiety around sending my kid to school somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, for any amount of time to people that I didn't know. So I don't know. I, I guess I probably would be in an office maybe, or we would have downsized or stayed. We lived in an apartment. We would have stayed in the situation we were with Zero working one job. Honestly, he'd probably still be working at a factory. Yeah, it would be really sad if he was still there because he was very unhappy during that time. Yeah. And I just want to say, we're not saying that like being a dental assistant or working in a factory is bad. What we're saying is like, were we content? Like, do you think we would still be content? And some people are like, that's like the life that they want, you know, the, the dreams and yeah. Like I, we have a best friend who's a dental assistant and she absolutely yeah. loves her job. She's amazing at it and she's really happy there. But like me as like my personality and like what I wanted to do and all of these different things, like I wouldn't have been happy. Right. And I don't think it's a matter of like your job title. Yeah. I don't think there's like a vertical line of like this, this, yes. this, this. It's all horizontal. Like it's just different for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think it's like some people are ahead or some people are not, but so in your, like, the career that we're in now, where did you start and, like, where are you right now? So I started working for an agency as a virtual assistant. Um, I didn't know what that was going to entail, but it was mostly, like, admin stuff. I did a lot of, like, booking travel and scheduling, mm-hmm. coordinating schedules and research. So I was probably, and by research, like, you know, like, that's not yeah. – we're not researching, like – history papers. Like, that's right. what I really thought whenever, like, they talked about you know, your Great. role – I'm like, I hated essays and I hated like research papers. It's literally like, please research what credit card is best for me or like what cruise line I should yeah, go on. Yeah, I've also had to re- research like Teslas, like mm-hmm. different things on the Tesla. It's kind of fun. It is. Like one of the executives of the, of the agency that I worked for actually said like, he was like, I learned so much about infertility and like mm-hmm. the IVF world 
then I would never have, but because of the client that I worked for, like they needed all this information and I researched it for them. And he's like, it's kind of cool to like have that information. And you're getting paid to learn. Yeah. Like, this it's kind really of cool. cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Some of this, you know, some of it might be boring, like the credit card thing that might be boring, right. but later on it's like such useful information that yeah. that stuff changes, but it's right. just, it's interesting. So I was doing stuff like that and I was making, I think like 10 or $11 an hour. I eventually moved into like a manager position in that agency I think that my salary was like 35k. I remember whenever I got that like um, proposal, being like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, "Oh my gosh, I made it!" Like 35k, and it's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And I felt so I don't know. I just felt so adult, I guess. And now that's like crazy. Like I think we you know struggle with that. That was also almost 10 years ago, so that probably means a little bit like, more now. Or then only one kid versus four kids. Yes, exactly. Two. Yeah, I went on the way. Oh, okay. And so whenever the agency, it like closed their doors overnight, it was a startup, just a lot of drama happened. And, um, I had one on the way, I think I was like three months out of having her. And I started working with a couple of my clients I still had from being a virtual assistant with the agency, um, personally, and started off doing all the same things. And then whenever I was doing it on my own, like with an agency, like you, you sometimes they make you sign like certain things that you can't do because they want the support to be consistent from assistant to assistant. And even though some assistants might be able to provide like some more high level support, mm-hmm. another one might not. And so they just don't really encourage you providing that service. But when you're working with an assistant or a client on your own, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So I started to do a little more high level like stuff where I was like creating processes, mm-hmm. Zared getting onto me and saying processes I say that. And things like that. So I started to grow into like a more executive assistant than rather than like just like a personal assistant role. And so I was able to charge a little bit more. Um, I didn't really go anywhere from there. I didn't really get into any specific area because I really liked that. I liked being able to do personal assistant. I really love scheduling. I just love doing it. So that was like a, a thing that I never wanted to give up, but I still like doing some more higher level stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I started working for a company as an executive assistant, but they were like a startup. So they were like, we also need to do all these other things. And I was like, yes, that's what I want. Like, yeah. I want that challenge, but I still want the consistency of my role in this area. Um, and so I started working more as like a partner manager as, and an executive assistant and then a marketing assistant. And then now I'm like more like a project manager, which is very similar to what a virtual assistant does, but you're high level managing it and doing the tasks. I mean, it's different for everybody. Yeah. But that's what I'm doing now. And obviously, like, what we do. Right. Yeah. That's what about you? Um, well, I started, when I started, I was, you You actually got me a client mm-hmm. with one of your clients, and they were startups. And so, like you said, and they especially, he's still one of my favorite clients, but he always told me, like, don't put yourself in a box. And because I was new... He was like, try everything. And I'm so glad that I was like open to that because it taught me a lot just in the first three months. Mm -hmm. But I worked with startups, so they didn't just give me like, here's some admin like things. They literally were like, here, edit my website, here, Mm -hmm. like go make changes here. But one thing I think to know, and this is about you and not really the VA world. And I think this is important. This would be like a VA tip that you know you could get if you if you are in your virtual assistant journey and you're looking for tips. Most clients won't do that. They won't yeah. hand you stuff to go a little bit farther. Yeah. They will do 
what they can come up with. The minimum. Yeah. Like, they're like, bare minimum. I can't really think of what you can do for me, but I know I need help with scheduling or mm-hmm. something like that. So we'll give that to you. And it's your job always to push them to yeah. get off more. And so if you see them like struggling with their website or, and it's something like doable that you could do, like most websites that these clients are going to be using. They're like plug and play. Right. It's super easy. They're very easy. Like you could do it probably from your phone. Like it's super, super easy. Yeah. And so if it's something like that, suggest yourself doing it because their mind will probably be blown that yeah. you're like, oh, you can do that? Well, honey, if you could do it, then I yeah. probably going to do it kind of thing. So yeah. yeah. But keep going. I, and maybe that is why, because I was always like, give it to me. Like, yeah. I'll try it. And if I can't out. do it, yeah. I'll figure it out. If not, I will find someone who can do it for you. Right. Um, but yeah, so then over the years, and at this time I was married. And so I, I did have a full-time client for a few months, but then um, things changed, like with just my, the dynamic of my marriage and stuff. So he cut my hours back again. And then I would take on a couple clients like here and there. Um, but really, it was like toward the the end of my marriage. So this would have been around like the four or five year mark mm-hmm. of being a virtual assistant. That's when I like I really got into like finding what I actually like doing. Um, I was working with like a few smaller clients, but I was doing what I wanted to be doing. That was more like coming up with the strategies, like organizing things in their company. Like mm-hmm. uh, I know it has a, like the title now of like the online business manager, mm-hmm. which is basically like a project manager, someone that's overseeing everything in the company. So like. I would follow up with like if he has subcontractors or if he has employees, like I would be managing them, making sure like the things that they're supposed to be doing and getting done is getting done. Um, and then like task management. So like if they don't have a system set up, I would set up the system, organize it, and then like stay up to date with like, okay, like is this due? Is this past due? And follow those people like, why is this not, you know, been completed? Um, I like that part is just being like a manager and like overseeing a lot of things and like putting in strategies and different things like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I like doing. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, still doing like some scheduling things, but trying to work my way into like exactly where I want to be. I think what's cool about this role is that unlike in an office, like even if you're an EA or an assistant mm-hmm. in an office, you're going to have less opportunity to explore yeah. other things because most of the time these are set up in like corporate systems. Mm-hmm. So it's like on such a higher level that like the startup way of things just doesn't incorporate, you know, because every, everyone's so set in their ways, which is probably because it works for that, yeah. that, you know, environment. In a box. So like to grow a position is like, yeah, I'm going to work here for so many years yeah. and hopefully I can work my way up. And it's not like a different that. role. Yes. Yeah. And so with a virtual assistant, like you can really, like I always have the title of a virtual assistant, yes. but I was working so many different roles and yeah, I probably should have been like, well, I'm going to update my title, but I, I wasn't like a title person, so it didn't bother me. Yeah. I was a, but I was a great person. So I was like, yeah. Because I'm doing these things or, you know, providing a different mm-hmm. quality or like level of support. Now mm-hmm. my rate is going to be X, Y, and Z. And so yeah. obviously like, I think we all look for a title difference or mm-hmm. upgrade because we're looking for that salary upgrade. To me, a virtual assistant is falls under all of these things. And now mm-hmm. if you listen to other podcasts and like different things or ask most people or ask most people, they will say it's, it's totally different mm-hmm. to me. It is like a virtual assistant can be an admin, a personal yeah. assistant, or it can be like an online business manager. It can be a project manager. It can be an EA. Like it can be a social media manager. You're still working virtually and assisting. Right. That those virtual assistant. Those are the two you know keywords that people yeah. use. But your title or what you're doing can be completely different. And yes, the pay scale mm-hmm. is different too, depending yeah. on what you're doing. And I think most people associate it with like the the foundation entry mm-hmm. level type of admin. Yes. Things. 
and then you can like grow from there, but it's really up to you. And like, I don't think that you necessarily have to be ambitious to go into these like other roles that we're yeah. talking about that we've done. You just got to be I think a good can, quality assistant. You can be an ambitious, like just virtual assistant or a personal mm-hmm. assistant, because here's the thing, like whenever you post tips on your TikTok, like yeah. you do a lot, you get clients, More clients who have clients. Yeah, commenting, being like, wow, like if my virtual assistant had done that, I would have kept her or or them or whatever. I would have, you know, paid them more or it, it would have worked longer. Yeah. And I think we get so used to like in a world where you are in a nine to five, where they give you a job description, they tell you what to do, mm-hmm. that you stay yeah. within those lines. And it's hard to change that mindset. I think, I think it worked for both of us because yeah, you were in a dental assisting world, but like, one, you have a personality of like a go-getter and you're just like, I'm just going to bulldoze that and yeah. make it work better. And knock it over. Yeah, because that's not working. And then I am always like a, I want to literally like lay my life down to make your life better. Like I'm a beauty laser. So <laughs> oh both of us have personalities that work really well to push to like make things better. Yes. And so I think it worked for us, but I think you can also like just – change your mindset to say, I'm in control of what my role is going to look like. Yeah. Obviously your client is to some degree because if they're like, I don't want you doing this, then yeah. you push them to do and it. And that's what we always tell the ladies that we coach. And I would say like, worst case scenario, you ask them and they're like, okay, um, actually like, no, thank you. Yeah. And then yeah, don't ask again if they already told you no. But like, I have never told, like asked a client like, hey, I'll take care of this. And they're like, oh no, no, I got it. I like I've never like yeah. unless it's like a quick email they're like oh I already sent that right like, that's different but like but sometimes we'll even appreciate just mm-hmm. the the action of you doing that because like oh I really appreciate the proactiveness of you yeah. trying to do that even though it was already done or whatever and that's a great way to like to grow as an assistant mm-hmm. though is because you can try different things I mean literally YouTube guys you can like YouTube real quick like oh how do you do this and like yeah. you're probably gonna figure it out so you can figure it out if you can't be a problem solver right. and then go find someone who can do that for you. And honestly, like what you said about the, what we tell the ladies in the program, mm-hmm. if you follow us, like if you're listening right now and you have been wanting to join our program or like want to join our program to speed up your journey, like what are you doing? Also, we need assistance. Just like join the program because this is why this is so helpful mm-hmm. is because if you've not been in this world, it can feel really weird to push someone that you view, even though they're not, you view them as your supervisor to push them to hand off more to you. It feels weird because like you're not really trained to do that in a nine to five. Or yeah. even if you haven't worked in a long time, it just feels weird knowing that like this person or you feel like they have so much more knowledge than you is what in which rightfully so a lot of them probably do have more knowledge than me. Yeah. But I was always just so confident in myself and like that I could do something that I didn't let it bother me. Right. Think like, about mm-hmm. this, like if they were to like put themselves in your position and they were a VA. They're not going to go into that decision being like really confident about scheduling for someone's calendar. Like that's not their thing. That's not their expertise. You are a service provider Mm -hmm. offering an expertise to this person. Even if you don't view yourself as an expert, like you're more of one than them. Yes. So go into it being like, I'm going, you hired me to give me your, Mm -hmm. like give me my expertise to you and like make the situation better. That's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. If they don't want to implement it, that's fine. But that's what it is. It's like we had a plumber come and they're like, you need to redo all your plumbing all over the house. And we're like, that's your expertise. We're only going to change a few. (laughs) We're going to take it slow. We're going to work our way through the house. 
But they gave us our expertise. We weren't mad at them about it. Yeah. We were like, okay, we know that's something we need to do eventually, but let's start here. So you you have to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's and like some all of them need that. The yeah. Some of them need that. Some of them, like, you will find some, like, executives that, like, they know what they want. They have their process set up, and they're like, here you go. Take this. Run with this. Mm-hmm. But majority of them they need help they need you to tell them like what what they can hand off to you mm-hmm. like how much you can do like yeah. they need you to like to push them yeah you've always got to think about it like even whenever you're like we talk a lot about in our program how to set up a calendar invite it seems so simple but there are so many small details to this that if you don't pay attention to them you i mean you can mess up a really simple thing and there's like a lot of really big details that are just will put your client as, mm-hmm. at ease just looking at the yeah. invite knowing all the information that's in there. Yeah. So whenever you're setting the things like this up, you really have to put yourself in the mind of your client. What are the things that they might be looking for when they go to this? What's going to make them feel a little bit better about this, seeing this like just at a glance? Um, you know, in my work as a project manager to create the projects or even anything, like if you're planning a vacation um, for someone or something like that, like you would be thinking, what, what, what does the journey look like for that person like what does the journey look like for a customer or for the person going on the vacation or for my husband whenever he's going to his trip or whatever yeah like you're thinking about all those things you can remember all the deals like oh yeah i've got to have him order groceries when he gets there or oh yeah i've got to make sure like he only packs this much luggage because it gets charged whenever you yeah. have more than this weight you have to think through all those details and it's not hard it's just going through that journey yourself in your head so like when you're putting together a counter invite go through the journey of okay um time zones like let me make sure all the time mm-hmm. zones are in there like meaning even if my client and the person i'm booking with are in the same time zone i'm gonna put that time zone because yeah. i don't know if that other person's gonna be in a different time zone whenever they're having this call so make sure the time zones are in there put the location in the location if there's any information you can put in the description yeah. i always for anything that i schedule from an email will copy and paste the entire email thread to a degree, like if, if there's stuff in there that doesn't make sense, I'll take it out. But so that if it's scheduled a week or two out or even the next day, fresh. the client can look at the email and be like, oh, yeah, this is so-and-so about so-and-so. Yeah. So make it really, really simple for your client to just be able to see things that you've done and know exactly like, okay, they got all the details checked off and more. Yeah, that's good. And just like two like little things like when I'm going through like my client's inbox, if I see something, like for example, the other day he – Emailed someone back and was like, oh, yeah, I'll get that to you. Mm-hmm. Well, I looked at him like, okay, I don't see it sent to him. Did he get it to him? So I took on my, like, part, like, okay, I'm going to set reminders and give him a reminder and ask him if he did it. He hadn't done it yet. So he was like, thank you for that reminder. Yeah. But it's like, he didn't tell me to do that. Right. I was just going through his emails. I saw that and I was like, I better follow up and make sure this gets done. This looks simple. Yeah. It's just those simple things. What do we always say? Like, you've got to mother your clients. Yeah. That's what we say, you know, moms make the best virtual sex. And I don't think any client would, like, get on the phone with you, like, I'm just going, I'm like, I really need you to come up and look at my mama. <laughs> mommy, mommy. But that's basically in it a is. non-sexual way. Yes, not not even not even like that at all. But, like, it is. Like, that's yeah. how we tell our girls. Like, and that's how we, we coach, mm-hmm. like, a majority of them are moms. Yeah. Laptop and littles. Um is because I guess like nurture would be a better, yes, like moms, not a better, like a different way. To moms think. are naturally yeah. nurturers. That's what I would say. And or so, women in general, like yeah. most of the time. Most of the time. And they make good assistance because they're looking for all those details. Mm-hmm. They're planning those things. They're reminding their kids like, hey, did you brush your teeth? Like, so it's not the same thing. You're not asking your client, did you brush your teeth? But right. you're asking like, hey, did you send that to them? Yeah. I saw that you, 
you let them know you're going to send that over. Did you, did you yeah. do that? And don't, because if you see that and you don't do anything about it, that's fine. Yeah. But it's going to make you an average. It'll make you the assistant that, that whoever your client is, is going to come out and do things like that and Wait, be like, yeah. oh, I wish my assistant would do stuff like that. Yeah. And if you want to do just that, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But just know you'll never be able to raise your rate yeah. past like a certain amount. That's kind of what yeah. we encourage our ladies. If you want to start making serious money, you've got to go the extra mile and be someone who's like irreplaceable. Yeah, it is. Way. Yeah, it's and it's the little bitty things. It's not these crazy things that we all need to be doing. It's yeah. like literally I was reading that email. It's just a small little thing. Like didn't take a lot of effort on my part. Mm -hmm. And but you know, it was a big deal to them. Yeah. Okay, I have another question for you. Okay. Do you think if you wouldn't become a mom, still married and all that? Like okay. let's say you didn't have kids. Okay. That changes your whole story. But if let's just say everything it was all hypothetical. Okay. But would you still become a virtual assistant or do you think you'd have an office job? No. You wouldn't? I think no, I wouldn't have an office uh, an office yeah. job. I don't like to be controlled yeah. in the <laughs> aspect. <laughs> no no walls can keep her in, guys. So <laughs> So putting me in that the nine to five is just not for me. It's yeah. really not for my personality. There is one thing that I'm like super passionate about that I would do, mm -hmm. but I still wouldn't be want to want to be tied to that nine right. to five. I would want to own it. So I can yeah. be in control of my schedule and think that's like things that are like going on. Yeah. But no, I like wish I would have found this sooner. Like mm -hmm. I said, it's not one door. It's literally you open a door and it's like a, a long hallway. So I picture with doors surrounding mm -hmm. you everywhere and you can just like, you get to choose. Like yeah. you get a pick. Like you're not in a box. Like you're in a hallway of yeah. doors. Okay. So you got to go open those doors. I think that's yes. one thing. And that's, it's a small thing that we're talking about, like being irreplaceable. Yeah. That's how you're opening those doors. And not even, so not even to that point, like obviously you have to do it then, but there are the small things and the big, like the big work that you have to do before you can get to when you can do yes. that client. Yeah. You have to put in the work to actually become, you know, a good virtual assistant. Yes. Mm -hmm. But to get those clients and whether that means like joining a program like ours mm -hmm. where you have people around you who are like constantly encouraging you and keeping you accountable. And like when you have a bad attitude about it, or when you have that bad attitude, they're all yes. Or be someone who is committed to having a good mindset where you're like, I'm going to do this until it works and can research and answer questions without having to ask them basically, you know, to like everyone around you. Like you have to have that grit. And I think everybody has that. It's just finding well, you gotta it find inside your why. yourself. You got to yeah. find your why. Once you find your why, like is that you are miserable in your nine to five. You have control issues like Tiana and you don't want to be put yeah. in a box and told what to do and when yeah. you can go to work. Um, do you want to be home with your kids? Do you want to homeschool? We have, we have a, I know a mom that wanted to do it just so she could homeschool. Yeah. Um, but then once you get to that, why, like yeah. once you're like, okay, I'm, I'm a virtual assistant now and I have enough clients where I am homeschooling, you have to find a new why, mm -hmm. because I think that's also what drives you to be a great assistant. And if you stick with like your same why and you are able to keep providing really quality support, that's great. Like maybe your why is still like, I just need to maintain this because I don't ever want to lose a client and you're good at like keeping up a good customer service. But if you're someone who is like really good at um, hitting, I don't use, ever use it in my car, what's it called when you turn on the coast? You know what I'm talking about? When you're on the highway? No, and you turn on your speed, and you're like, I just want to go the same speed. And then you can let off the, you've never done that? Me neither. No. But Derek uses it all the time. He's so confused why I don't. Anyway, if you're <laughs> speed control, if you use speed control in your okay, life, yeah. 
like with your job and you're like, I'm secure, it's fine. It's not like that in the work system world. Like you still have to put effort and like yes. go the extra mile. So that's when you have to find a new why. So like if it's, you know, you've hit your why of being able to homeschool and stay home with your kids, maybe it's okay. I want to make an extra $300 a month so that I can help with vacation or we can go on vacation. Like always be finding a new why to motivate yourself as well. Yeah. Because otherwise you will just be. You're like, okay, got it. I'm here. Place. And it's, yeah. Yeah. It's like something you checked off your list. Yeah. So what's your new why right now, Tiana? Oh, my new why. Well, I have a goal to keep like an X amount of like money in my bank right now. That's my why. Like I want to keep it at a, a certain place. Um, I am a single mom of three that I provide everything for them. Mm-hmm. So to me, I want to keep a certain amount of money in the bank and then also have a certain amount of spending because your girl likes to spend money <laughs> over here. So um, yeah, I want to be able to do that. I want to. Mm-hmm be able to do both and not be in the mindset of like, okay, I'm struggling or I spent my last dollar here. Mm-hmm. Or we can't do that. So like, I'm really trying to, that's another generational curse. I'm trying yeah. to break right now. It's like, like the mindset around, around yeah. yeah, the fight or flight around money, like the mindset around money. Like I just, I want to be able to feel secure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. my why. What's your why? Um, my why is I feel like a lot of different whys, but Probably we are growing our agency right now. And I think that's like a focus of mine. And I want to be able to bring in as many assistants and match them with great clients. I want to make that that match and create just like a solid And also be company happy and the client mm-hmm. happy. Yeah. Which means not all clients are for us and not all assistants are for us. And that's okay. Yeah. But, you know, I am a people pleaser. So it's hard for me to like let that go sometimes. So my why is like, nope, we want to make this very cohesive and mm-hmm. stay on mission and on brand. So yeah, focus on my why and keep pleasing. If I want to add, if you were scared that like there's not enough clients out there because mm-hmm. I have talked to so many ladies being like, but is there enough work? Is there enough clients? Because I posted a video, like we said, for virtual assistant, like it was virtual assistant tips and the clients that comment on there, well, I think there was like almost 400 comments on there. But then we had like thirty like thirty ish mm-hmm. calls booked, client calls booked, guys. That's and thirty still clients through. So that's yes. not yeah. No, that was thirty clients within like that first like week or so that mm-hmm. was like posted. So there's clients out there. You just gotta yeah. go find them. You gotta look for them. You gotta put in that work. But mm-hmm. there is clients. Oh yeah. And they need good quality assistance, not just like an average assistant. They yeah. want good quality assistance. And also, quick tip: if you are trying to pursue this journey and you keep having a thought come into your head of, is there enough work out there for me? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a scarcity issue. That That's a mindset issue. You are, when you have that question constantly and you're letting that doubt fuel all of your thoughts, there will not be work for you. There will not be clients out there for you mm-hmm. because you are, your mind is thinking that. And so everything around you is looking to prove that thought. Mm-hmm. Like you have to go about your day, even whenever it sounds and maybe seems delusional being like, there is an abundance of clients mm-hmm. out there. There's an abundance of work. Even whenever you have days in a row of no, you know, intro calls or discovery calls booked, you have to have that mindset because otherwise you're going to get really discouraged. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Call Us Homey podcast. If you want to spend more time with us, make sure to hit follow. And if you like the episode, share with a friend and leave a review. 